Do the thing. Because the thing is the most important thing of all the things. Is there anything in particular that you wish that you were better at? Whether it be a skill or, I don't know, something like a trait of yourself that you thought that you hoped that you could learn or that you were just naturally better at? Ooh, focusing. I, I have, mm. I have a real hard time focusing and, and waking up early. And what? Ooh, well, <laughs> that's just, that's just like, that's, Hey, I'm getting better at that actually, but um, good for you. That's good, man. But no. no, uh, like when I was, when I was a kid, they wanted to say I had, uh, like ADD. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing ever came of it, but like sometimes I'm like, maybe I should go to the doctor. Cause like, I, okay, this is sorry I'm I'm getting off track here, but the reason why I think that is I've had this experience on a, a couple times where people wanted to show me their Minecraft worlds. And I sound, I know that sounds kind of like wh- where, how do we get to Minecraft? Uh, but, after doing that a few times, I feel like the like getting getting to see someone's Minecraft world, especially if it's something that they've spent a long time on, you get to kind of see inside their brain, mm-hmm. especially if it's something that they've worked on like just themselves. And for the most part, it's only theirs. You start seeing like what who who they are as a person. Like there was a the most recent one was this. Um, I think she's 12. I want to say she's a little 12 year old kid in my family. She's like, I want to show you Minecraft world. And she showed me her school and like she has, she has her school in there and she has her home in there and she has ease of access from her, her home to her school and like all these, all these little things. And it's very much like her life recreated in Minecraft from her, your, her kind of dreamland. Right. And it it was very just interesting. And there's been a few of those other instances where it's just, seeing inside someone's brain and when you look at mine uh there's a lot of projects that are not finished like they have work done i've you know uh made them look pretty but they're not done yet and there's quite a few of them where oh yeah there's this cool thing that i built but it's not done yet and there's this other cool thing i built and it's not done yet Mm -hmm. and i kind of see that being as like a testament to who i am of I need to I want the ability to focus more on projects and complete things cuz apparently according to Minecraft at least I abandon projects a lot. And I don't usually abandon them in real life, but they I I'd like to be able to focus on them faster. What well, is it an issue of focusing or being able to just complete a project? No, see in in Minecraft because there's obviously no repercussions for abandoning a project or right. uh they they just don't get completed. Projects in the real world get completed, but I'd like to be able to focus on them so they get completed faster. Okay, so let's move away from the Minecraft analogy because, as you said, there's no ramifications. In the real world with projects, are you referring to, like, uh, DIY projects around the house? Um, everything. Are you referring everything? Everything. I, I like hardcore procrastinator thing. Instead of just getting it done, it ends up, you know, last minute kind of thing. Or if it's something that doesn't have repercussions, let's say DIY project, it sometimes just doesn't get done. So it's kind of a combination of procrastination and focusing. Yeah. Because that's not always always one of the same. 
Fair enough. Yeah. What okay. about you? Um, for me, it's it's like finding time for myself. You know, uh, as you know, I'm going through this weird transition, uh, and like my whole life, I've kind of been. I wouldn't say surrounded, but I've always leaned on the uh, uh, the company of others, and I've always leaned on somebody uh, to which that was kind of the definition of happiness for me, and and the definition of you know being worthy. So that is something that I, that I realized, you know, in order to really. And this is going to sound super corny, but in order to like love others or be happy with others, you kind of have to f- find that with that within yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's very challenging. And I'm hearing, you know, from friends like you or whomever else are like, oh, no, you're an awesome guy or whatever. I'm like, well, thank you for lying to my face. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, like, th- you know, thank you for that. I appreciate the love and everything. But, you know, it's, it's one thing to hear it externally but it's another thing to feel it internally and coming to grips with yes i i am like i have friends because i am genuinely this kind of person like these people wouldn't give me the time of day if i wasn't this you know this kind of person and i need to start realizing that i am a good person and i i can give give back and i can you know be uh be someone that should deserve happiness and deserve love and deserve this and that and the other thing. But it's one thing to say and say, yeah, I can. And it's another thing to feel it. And it's another mm-hmm. thing to like really, really believe in it. Well, just so that's... remember the, the thing to remember the most is the collective mind can't be wrong. Right. Cause if you, if you take a small sample size of X amount, I of can people... disagree with that, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. Have you, you met the Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> I meant the collective mind of like people who you interact with that like are good, genuine people. Uh, right. No, I know. Like, yeah. It's it's that situation of when you know those people that you meet that are like, oh well, every, everyone I excuse my language, but everyone I meet is an asshole. Everyone, every job I have is terrible. And it's like maybe after X amount of jobs, you should reconsider that it might just be you. It's it's the same. It works both ways. Of it maybe. If a lot of people are telling you you're awesome, a lot of people tell you you look good, a lot of people tell you whatever, maybe if you're still doubting it, you're the one that's wrong. Because out of all those people, eventually you're going to have the one person that at least is honest with you, right? Like you, you would trust mm-hmm. to be honest, and if they're still telling you that, then you gotta you got to trust someone at, that, at some point, right? Right. Yeah, and I, I don't want this to be a pity party for the listeners or or for you or for you <laughs> at all. But um, one one thing that really did kind of uh, bring it home for me was that um, this individual that I was talking to, uh, we just started this relationship as friends and everything, and and they're much of a not sugarcoating kind of person. They're very blunt. They're very pragmatic very logical and they're like yeah you're a nice guy you're you know you're fun to be with and they have no reason other than just friendship and honesty to tell me those things there's no Mm. chemistry of that nature at all 
to to try and sway the conversation. So I'm like, okay, well, if they're going to tell me that and they're not trying to move this forward into a you know romantic uh, uh, conversation or or anything like that, then maybe maybe there is something there. And I like and and after talking with them, like it, it really it really did help. And it's you know making those baby steps. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this: out out of everything, when it comes to things that I wish I was better at, whether it be you know uh, self esteem things like that, I also wish. I also wish I was better at tennis because tennis to me <laughs> is one of those. No, I'm serious. Tennis to me is one of those games that it, it's, you know, it, it doesn't. I mean, of course, you have to be good to you know keep a rally going. But it was one of those games that I always enjoyed playing because it was a, very much of a stress reliever early in the morning. And it was like my yoga. And I haven't I, I stopped playing tennis a long time ago. So I wish I could go back and get better again. Would you dare say get good? I dare not say that. <laughs> tiny phones. When what? I say tiny phones, what do you think of? Okay, so the one I am thinking of is called the Samsung Juke. Ah, the C- uh, SCHU740. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. I used to, I used to sell that thing. Where did you work that sold that? Uh, the Samsung Juke. That's a Verizon wireless phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the reason why I bring this up, uh, if you look in your our uh, group me chat, I sent you a link. Palm is back, but only in name, not in spirit. But essentially, there is this resurgence that is kind of proliferating through the technosphere wherein that, yes, you can have your iPhone XSs and things of that nature, or the Pixel XL3, or th- uh, Pixel 3 XL, or, or what have you, the Huawei Mate 20. But there are individuals that would want an additional, tinier phone mm-hmm. that would have the same phone number, so it would be like this tiny Bluetooth handset of a phone that would just, you know, Bluetooth to your main device. And you would keep your big monstrosity of a phone in your in your purse, your merch, your knapsack, your backpack, whatever, and then this tiny phone that would fit in the size of your in the in your palm on your person. So I I ask you, would this be something you would like to to have because the idea of having this small device would be minimizing all of the things that are available on your main device, that being social media, YouTube, Netflix, games. It would just solely be like a, a tiny phone for email, phone calls, and text messages. And to confirm, I'd carry around my other phone, maybe in my bag or something, but this phone would be on my person as my just small mobile communication device. Right. Like, And it wouldn't have a separate phone number, so right. if you get a call from your wife, this phone would ring just like the other one would. Then no. I would not. Okay. <laughs> I do not want another device to carry around. Um, I picked my phone specifically for its size, where it's not too big, it's not too small. Um, I've had an XL phone before. I, I had a uh, 7 Plus, and I went to the iPhone 10, and they have the, the 10S Plus, and I'm not 
or tennis max i think it's called uh, and i'm not not interested like it's it's too big it after going yeah. after going to a big size and going back down i really enjoy the medium sized phone where it's not too big not too small it's just right i'm trying to think of like if they're other than just individual people that have their own individual reasons is there a a profession that you can think of that this kind of setup would be perfect for and the only thing i can think of actually is uh like politicians because uh or or anybody in like government positions or anybody that goes into like buildings where phones with cameras and all this other stuff it's like everything is super confidential so you're not even allowed to pull your phone out on the on the sales floor or on the work floor but a phone like this that has very minimal functionality i mean i don't i don't even know if this phone the the new palm phone if it even has a camera on it or not but let's just let's just say for argument's sake that it doesn't this would be perfect because it's it is very much just for I just need to get calls and texts, emails, and that's it. I think it'd also be good for people who work in, like, high-risk jobs. And when I say high-risk, I mean, like, stuff like construction sites. Because I know those guys, like, in certain ones, they'll have just a cheap phone because their phone always breaks. And I think mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have a nicer phone but without having to worry about it because you could have like the hopeful and that's another thing is how how expensive is this thing because if it's if it was reasonably priced not necessarily cheap but reasonably priced where you know you weren't too worried about it it'd be a good option for that well this uh, device that is going to be available via verizon wireless like i said it's called palm uh, I think it's going to be yeah. That's the thing. It's going to be three hundred and fifty dollars for this tiny phone. Ooh, see, that, no. again, yeah. It's it's basically a glorified Bluetooth handset that also has application functionality. But for three hundred and fifty, I mean, that's like, nah. I'm cool. I might as well just like what you just said. I might as well just get a burner phone for maybe a hundred. And, you know, just maybe forward my phone calls from my main number to, to this number. Because for 350 that's that's insane. Plus, it's an extra $10 a month. Why would it be more money a month? It doesn't have, well, fo- it doesn't have cellular connection. It doesn't have any sort of connection. Why, why would I pay it's more? It's weird because um, I don't know if this is just a Verizon wireless thing, but I know, like, if you bought a Samsung Gear watch... And you were using that in conjunction with your uh, Samsung Galaxy device. Uh, if you wanted t- telephony functionality, it's ten dollars a month. Well, I thought that one actually did have like a cellular connection of sorts. Well, that's the thing. The phone, sorry, the watch does have telephony connection. This one doesn't. The, the this this Palm device does not by itself have telephony connection. Uh, so it's it doesn't. I don't know. I think it's it's going to be like this weird, very niche thing. And I th- also find it hilarious that Stephen Curry of the Golden State Warriors is is working with them as the uh, creative director 
for this device for like advertising and stuff like that. I, I, I really don't know how like in the in the grand scheme of like the whole world, how something like this is going to thrive. But at the same time, there's been a bunch of let's just call them accessories that I thought would never take off, but they do. So yeah, I I don't know for for that price though, like three hundred fifty dollars gets you quite a bit more than just a small phone that uses your phone. And then I don't I just ten extra dollars a month like it's not a lot, but at the same time, like why? If 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 this phone really doesn't have a cellular connection, what am I paying for here? No, ten dollars a month. That's one hundred and twenty a year. That's I mean, for some people, that is that is quite a lot, you know, and like. The, the, I guess the promise of it is everything that you and I had mentioned in terms of minimalism and being able to just focus on the applications or focus on the text messages and calls that you get. But at what, well, with no pun intended, but at what price? And less of monetary price and more of like an ephemeral kind of price. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if this is going to take off because because HTC used to have a device like this a couple of years ago as well, too, mm-hmm. that was sold alongside one of their devices. I think it was the HTC 10 or the HTC DNA. It was one of those things where it was like a Bluetooth handset. So it was only connected to your phone and you use it like a phone. It had a tiny little screen on it so you would know who was calling you and that was it. But it was such an expensive product that really only worked best if you had an HTC device that, you know, nobody really took it seriously. This is a little bit better because it's not like connected directly to iPhone or Android. It's just use it on anything, but it's still, man, that's a pretty penny. 350 my ass. Well, speaking of needlessly expensive phones, didn't you get a new phone recently? What do you mean needlessly expensive? <laughs> it's eight, $899 is not needlessly expensive. Okay, yes, it is. I can't believe I just said that. But uh, I definitely needed a new phone, and uh, I got the Pixel 3 XL. And I've only had it for three days now, and I must say I'm very happy with it. The end. Aw. I did do a review of... I think three to four different cases for the phone. So if you're in the market for cases for a Pixel 3 XL, go check out Lazy Tech TV on YouTube. But uh, I did drop tests and everything. But in, in all honesty, the most impressive thing about this device is the camera. And I know, Quentin, you and I had kind of a, I wouldn't call it an argument. We'll call it a discussion Debate. of of the uh a debate is good, yeah. A debate, a hateful debate with <laughs> uh, between yeah the uh, the new iPhone camera and the new Pixel three camera. I honestly, I if you took away the caption of what picture was from what phone, I don't give a I don't give a crap. They all they all look good, you know. Right. One one thing that I I find really good uh, it's. Uh, when it comes to like the camera is that now it has something called like micro zoom. So it's still digital zoom, but it does it uh, in such a way that the software acts like it's optical zoom. And obviously over a podcast, I can't really 
I can't really show the differences. But in the show notes, if you care to see, I'll put up two pictures of the standard photo and then how the picture looks when I zoom in to a subject and to show how clear it is. Because as, as well as you know, when it comes to zooming in on, on smartphone photography, it sucks. And somehow Google has been able to, I wouldn't say perfect it. There's obviously, you know, little bugs here and there, but they've made it a lot better. Mm. Uh, the front-facing camera is also really good because, as I was mentioning to you the other day, the amount of selfies that we take for our job, being able to zoom out so we can get more people into the frame, hugely impactful. And so now I can do that. Uh, yeah, it's just a much more snappier kind of experience. And I, I'm just I'm just very, very pleased with the battery life. I'm very pleased with the screen. I know there's a notch. I don't care about the notch. Dude, I've I, never I, understood I'm, the whole, like, notch hate. Like, it's just part of the phone. Like, chill. <laughs> it's, it's hate because it's new. It's hate because it's different. Um, it's kind of the same thing with... Uh, getting rid of the headphone jack. There was so much hate around the headphone jack that uh, one of the podcasts that I listened to calls the headphone jack the courage port because the company has enough courage to still support your standard 3.5 millimeter headphone. And I find that to be kind of, well, more than kind of, it's very silly to call it that, but Getting rid of the headphone jack, although it was an issue for me, I would say a year ago, now I've got multiple devices that are either A, Bluetooth, or USB uh, Type-C powered, so I I don't even need the headphone jack anymore. So it's the same thing. A year from now, the notch will no longer be the notch. It'll just be, hey, this is how it looks. Mm. It does look big. It is a very big notch. I I won't disagree with that. It's a big notch, but... Um, they've been able to make the software work alongside of it very well, so it becomes less noticeable time and time again. Mm, actually, I've been meaning to ask: Is it one of the XL phones, or is it just like a regular? Yes, yeah the 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 regular Pixel Three does not have the notch, but the XL phone does. The regular Pixel Three does not. Have... Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you have a larger screen-to-body ratio with the Pixel XL. Mm. So less uh, borders, less bezel, which I like. But there's just that little slit at the top. And in the case of the XL, it's kind of a big slit to uh, house both the speaker and the two cameras, the two front-facing cameras. So it's like, yes, it's right there. I can see it. There's a big notch. But then, you know, you take a breath and you just move on with your life. (laughs) Well, you'd want people to move on, but you know they won't. Well, I don't think nerds or tech geeks or aficionados in this field ever move on. I mean, still to this day, you hear people complaining about stuff that has been forgotten by the rest of the industry, but they're so stuck in their ways. Like, yeah, well, if you remember back in 1997, blah, 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 blah happened. Like, really, dude, move on. Everyone else oh has my like, gosh, nope. those people, you know, uh, X company made a huge mistake back in 2001, bro. That was almost, we're approaching two decades ago. There is, a, there's been two new CEOs. There's been this, that, and the, like, shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, when it comes to those kinds of conversations, just like you, I I tend to just let them have their say and then back off. But sometimes, just sometimes, they say that one little ignorant thing, and it's like, okay, listen to what you just said. You're you're talking about a news story, or you're talking about some sort of scandal that happened years ago. And you are completely, completely ignoring all the good and all the the changes that this particular company has done since then. It's like, yeah, well, they shouldn't have made that mistake in the first place. Yes, you are correct. No one's arguing you with that. But they they've moved on and they <laughs> fixed things and they made things better. Here's the thing about the past: you can't change it. You just gotta like work on the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 funny because uh, well, I don't I don't want to get too too deep into this, but somebody was you know they're talking about the whole EU thing where uh, the European Union is basically forcing Google not forcing Google, but they're they're telling Google that in order for them to have anti-competitive uh, kind of practices in Europe, they have to do certain things to their smartphones. Uh, in which Google replied with, "Okay, well then." The Play Store, Chrome, YouTube, all these applications are no longer going to be free for the handset manufacturers. They're going to have to pay for that, which in turn means that us as consumers in Europe will have to pay for that. And so this came up and I was talking with a colleague of mine at work and there I was like, yeah, this is it's interesting because it's kind of similar to Microsoft back in the 90s when the European Union said, hey, you can't be bundling in. Internet Explorer into your operating system. You have to give choice. <laughs> and and then Microsoft started uh, making Windows available for Europe, specifically for Europe, that did not have Windows Explorer bundled in. But by that time, it didn't matter anyways, because by that time, Chrome already started becoming like the de facto uh, inter- uh, browser. So people were already kind of just not even using Internet Explorer. And not to mention, it, it, it's... Anyways, so so that's kind of the comparison. And when I had brought that up saying, yes, Microsoft did this back in the day, but as you can see, like, that is no longer an issue. And I thought the conversation would continue on, you know, what is Google going to be doing with Android in general and this and that and the other? No, apparently not. This other guy wants to start ragging on Microsoft of what happened 10, 15 years ago. I'm like, or even more so. When it was 1990s, when it was, that was like 18, 19 years ago when this happened. I'm like, bro, bro, like, why are we still talking about this? Like, we've learned from this and sure, we're still making mistakes as a company, but we've at least learned from that. <laughs> We're not making that mistake anymore. Yeah, and that like the mistakes that are made nowadays don't compare. No, they don't. But it doesn't matter because they still made that mistake, and it still rings true for this one individual. I'm like, all right, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they 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 uh, they fixed it or whatever. You should just be happy with you it. Should you should move on with your life. And from this conversation, so I can stop talking to you. (laughs) One thing that really interests me with with you, Quentin, 
is and and this was very apparent when I stayed over at your your place a couple of weeks ago. You use both Alexa and Siri, right? But I had not heard you utter the words, and I'm sorry if this turns anyone's device on. Hey Cortana. Uh, I don't have a way to do that. Well, I mean, you do. I mean, at least on your Windows device, on your Windows computer. Right, I but mean, I don't have like a mic array or something for her to pick me up. Okay, so let's let's just assume that you were to get the mic array. Now that Alexa is supported on Windows 10 and the Xbox, what do you think the future of Cortana is? I think she'll still be around. Uh People like different uh, AI assistants, and I mean, people will use what they want to use. I mean, Cortana is getting the same integration that like the Echo has. It, it's getting to be that kind of level. I don't think she's going anywhere. Um, I think people use it less on the Xbox because Alexa will be a better option for that. But I gotta tell you, man, like I was very excited for Cortana, like when it came on Windows Phone. And then when they made that available for Android and iOS, because I was like, okay, here, here's, here's finally an integrated digital assistant that would be across all my devices. All I need her on is a smart speaker. And then they, they created the Invoke last year, which was, I think it was a $250 Harman Kardon smart speaker that had Cortana built mm-hmm. into it. And I was like, this is great. And there are, like, next to no skills that are widely used. Like, you can set up your own Cortana skill for, like, for like if this, then that kind of things. And, of course, you have Philips Hue and, and, and a few of the other ones. But What hardcore skills it, are it, you looking for? So I'm just looking for the ability to, when my Ring video doorbell goes off, like if I'm upstairs, it'll flash my light in the event that my phone is on silent or if I don't hear it or something like that. Um, I also like to have the skill where I can say, what does my day look like? That I can look across all calendars uh, that look at you know calendars that are being shared with other people. Mm. So I know the schedule of not just me, but also my kids and you know their mother and things of that nature. These are things that you can do on on Google Assistant. I think Alexa is starting to do that, but it's like, okay, maybe Cortana can do that because, hey, Outlook Calendar? No, you can't. You can't look at shared calendars on 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 Cortana, not at least not by voice. So it's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, they're working on it, but it's 2018. Cortana has been around since 2015, and uh, Amazon's Echo and Voice Assistant. And Google Assistant, Google Home is like eating their lunch. So that's why when Alexa is now fully supported on Windows, I'm like, okay, I don't really see a lot of people using Cortana Mm -hmm. or even using voice on their Windows computer, even for like dictation. But just the sheer fact that most households across the United States have Alexa connection over Google Home. I'm like, okay, I think I really think Cortana might be going away, at least in the consumer market. You might still see it kind of like proliferate here and there in other verticals, but at least on, in the consumer's eye, Cortana is anything but just like a local search engine to find that file. But talking to her, I don't think anyone's calling her name anymore. 
Yeah, I'm very curious why people don't support her more, being the fact that she's in, like, every household. Like, everybody's got a computer. Um, It's kind of an interesting, like, where's the support for this? It, It seems very obvious that we should have support for this. I could make that argument with the Windows App Store. Everybody has a Windows 10 computer for the most part. You know, a good amount of people in the United States, they've upgraded from Windows 7 to Windows 10. So they should, you know, uh, app, app developers, like you should want to put your apps in the App Store. Now, I realize there's a whole conundrum of, you know, Microsoft will make 30% of whatever your app costs or whatever proceeds goes towards your app. So there's that. But app developers... They don't. They, you know, for whatever reason, they're like, no, I'm not going to put it in the App Store. I'm going to make it available to download for free or I'll make it available as a Win32 desktop application. But if you put it into the App Store, it would be available to devices on Windows 10 and S mode. It might even be available for Xboxes to install. Why would you not? Mm. And, you know, developers... From the ones that I've talked to, like they're like Windows developers, man, like .NET developers, they do not like change and they do not like being thrown into things that are, that that might seem like extra work that doesn't really go very far. And with Cortana, at this point, it's like, why bother? <laughs> Everyone might have a Windows computer. Everyone might have a Windows computer, but the vast majority of people that are actually talking to a computer, uh, talking to like a speaker, is either Amazon or Google. And you know, at this point, there's you can play catch up if you want, and it'll be great if you get your app on 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 Cortana. But uh, with root metrics, how many people are actually going to be actually using it? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's it's a it seems like it's almost a self feeding machine though like it seems like no one no one uses it because there's nothing there because no one uses it because there's nothing there it seems like the remedy would be to break that chain right no you're not wrong which again is why I I use the analogy of the app store you know it's a chicken before the egg thing like how are you gonna have people downloading your app if you don't have an app but if you if if you don't think people are actually gonna be using the app store to download the app or they're not gonna be looking in that direction, what's the point of building the app and wasting your time? It's a paradox. That's what it is. And someone needs to break that chain. And Microsoft has actually paid good money to AAA developers to create Cortana skills. And I can tell you, man, I won't use them. I just, it's just as much as, and this is me taking my my Microsoft hat off and putting my consumer hat on, because as much as when you and I are in the field and we, uh, you know, evangelize for these things, in the real world, I don't talk to my computer. I'll use I'll use uh, Windows Hello all day, because I don't have to say anything. But I don't talk to my computer because for me, just typing it out or just leaning back and talking to my speaker over there that is also an intercom to talk to my kids who are upstairs that's just so much easier than trying to get cortana to talk to alexa to talk to whatever it's just the difference you know yeah i i feel like if i had like a cortana speaker i'd use it 
she has the skills that I use, which is mainly the hue lights control. Um, right. I'd actually be kind of curious how integrated she is, how, how like she can see like room support and, uh, the, the nitty gritty of, uh, hue light support. So I could see myself using it, but it's just kind of a situational thing. Like the reason why we have an Alexa in the first place is because of a thing for game we play, uh, was the only reason why we even got it. If we, if it wasn't for that, like we would never have bought an Alexa and we were just stuck with our phones and, uh, the whole Siri thing. Yeah. I mean, so why do you have Siri and Alexa? Well, like, we got Alexa like, originally for uh, Destiny because there was a skill that involved Destiny and some switching of items and stuff, and it, it was it was actually pretty cool. Uh, and it was a gift to my wife, and it was fun. Uh, then I started, you know, obviously me. I'm gonna start looking into the nitty gritty of what that thing can do. What can the Echo do for me? I mean, it's sitting in my living room constantly listening. I might as well, you know, make it a workhorse and have it do something, right? So I looked into it, and it, it can control my TV, so I started fiddling with that. And I, uh, It can control my lights, and I started fiddling with that, which is nice because it's just, it, it just whatever comes to mind. I don't have to think about, like, who I'm talking to or if my phone's face up or whatever. I can just say whatever name I want to call out. And it'll do the thing. I don't care really who does it, just as long as it, it does it. When when you are ready to get down dirty with Destiny 2 or Titanfall 2 or whatever, do you tell Alexa game time or do you tell Siri game time? Or does it matter? It doesn't matter. For that. It, does, it, does it doesn't matter. matter. It's just a matter of... Do you find yourself telling one over the other, or you think it's pretty, pretty even, even between the two? Uh, right now, okay. it I think it would be favorable to Alexa, because for some reason, Siri hasn't updated... Like, I've, I've updated my light layout for game time, uh, which changed, like, two light colors, and Alexa somehow can see the update, but Siri can't. And I don't, I haven't figured out, well, I haven't taken the time to figure out, but I haven't figured out why that's a thing, and it doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm hoping to figure that out pretty soon and get it so Siri can I think, see the light update. I think why I like Google Home and Amazon's voice assistant is because you generally have to have, like, a device to use it with. Now, I know Siri has the HomePod and, and whatnot, but let's just... Under the assumption, let's just say one day Siri becomes like something that is unusable for you okay. or 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 even you switch to a different operating system, uh, not Android, because that would never happen for you. <laughs> but something else comes along and you're like, this is amazing. You can't use Siri anymore, but at least you still have, you know, assuming that Amazon and Amazon's Echo system still still works in this hypothetical you would still have that. I, I, I like having a system that is separate from being surrounded by the phone because you can have Google Home and have iOS devices. Um, so that's why when I, when I bring this up with Cortana, we have one device. Oh, sorry, we have three devices. We have the new Surface headphones that are $250, I think. They're 200 or 300 They're very expensive headphones. 
Also you've very got nice, the therm also very nice. But again, uh, um you have the uh glass thermostat system, which is like a hundred or a hundred two hundred dollars for that, which supports both Alexa and Cortana. And then you have the Invoke, which I don't even think is available anymore, but that's the Harman Kardon speaker. You have three devices, all of which are very high-end devices. So the barrier to entry for Cortana is not going to be for your average Joe. Mm -hmm. And then next to that, you have these $40 little plugs that can either listen to Google or can listen to Amazon. Or you have the HomePod on that side, which I think is like $200 for the HomePod. Whatever price it is, it is too expensive. Exactly. Does the HomePod, does and the HomePod so, do you know if it works independently? I believe so. I mean, anytime I've tried it out in Costco, it basically said, this is all you need. You can keep your phone in your pocket, or even if you leave it in the car, you can still say, hey, Siri, play Smashing Pumpkins, and it would play Smashing Pumpkins. Um, the, other, the other thing, and I, I could be wrong, but uh, I know I know these things are going to change, but... Is it true with the HomePod you can only use Apple Music, or do they extend that to like Spotify and Pandora and stuff? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and that's the other thing that bothered me about the HomePod. But it doesn't really. It wouldn't really affect me personally. I don't blast music in the house. <laughs> I think we can all agree that you know you can obviously like what you like and use what you use. I, uh, however, I don't. You know, sorry, not sorry. I don't think that there's a going to be a strong, a strong future for Cortana if they continue the way that they're going right now. I don't know. I I can see it going either way. It really just depends on if they can convince more app developers to support it. If they can shell out that kind of money and be like, hey, do the thing. Because the thing is the most important thing of all the things. Why are you not a lawyer? <laughs> why would why should I be a lawyer? Because that was the most vague statement ever. And like if that were in an argument or like for a debate club, like I could see the other you know, the person on the other side of the table I'm like, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> like <laughs> Like do the thing because you're supposed to do the thing and I want the thing. Okay. So on your oh, a bunch of your media channels, YouTube and uh, I believe Mixer and a few others, in the background as like your your cover art, it's a bunch of Apple products, but you don't use Apple products. So my question is why? Uh, well, you have to remember that Lazy Tech TV is not just me. Lazy Tech TV is a group of us, and I am just the face of it. Thusly, the other employees of Lazy Tech TV, which is a subsidiary of Tuple uh, Incorporated, they use Apple products. Then why is it like on your like your personal stuff, like your mixer? Your what mixer. personal stuff? What mixer? What do you mean, what mixer? What, how is that confusing? What's a mix? What's a mixer? Hold on. Really? It's on I'm, my mixer? I would say I'm 90% sure that it is your mixer background for when you're not streaming. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to find out what this 
Tadpole is talking about. Man, his channel. And I don't... How do I see what's on my mixer? <laughs> I don't know. What's on my... Uh, oh, yes. Uh, that's my offline image. Yes, you're right. Um, because this is this is more like... So I changed my 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 mixer name to lazy tech tony to not to not only cover like my own personal stuff but lazy tech tony was also supposed to be a channel in which it was going to be a spin-off from the youtube channel so on the youtube channel we talk about hey we got red dead redemption 2 do you want to see me play go and check out my mixer and that is why the branding it's all about branding the branding had to stay the same Branding is a lie. <laughs> no, the cake is a lie. The branding is the truth. Um, I have no qualms or issues with these devices that we are portraying here. And quite frankly, I think just the artistic look of the the picture and how the lines are you know made and everything of of the different devices kind of put into this little grid. Is it's nice. It's you know it's nice. It's it's not too. Uh, it's it's minimalist, but it's also uh, it's also uh, uh, not too boring of an image. Mm. Uh, now I would argue you're right. If I wanted to be a little bit more true to myself, there'd be a mix in with like maybe an Xbox controller in the upper right hand corner instead of a watch, and down there at the bottom there could still be an iPhone, but next to it there'd be a Pixel. And instead of a MacBook, there would be the keyboard for the Surface Pro or something like that. But the but the way that it's set up, the way that the way that we have been able to get it because we have to pay for these things, is it's it's all Apple all the time, all Apple all the time, baby. <laughs> Terrible, just. But I'm not this. I'm not. I'm just the editor in chief. I'm not the one who deals with all the finances. I'm not the one who deals with, um, who 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 deals with the marketing on on that side of it. So, um, I've talked to my colleague about it. Uh, and because you and I have talked about this off air, but I've talked to my colleague about it, and we'll just you know we'll we'll just keep it as is. And if someone more important complains about it, then we'll deal with I'm it. I'm complaining, and I'm important. Hey man, so once again, thank you so much for joining me along this journey with the podcast. Uh, how can people follow you if they want to? On Xbox, Twitter, Instagram, at Firewall. You guys can follow me on Xbox, Twitter, Instagram as well under Lazy Tech Tony. Um, as I mentioned, I'm also on Mixer. Firewall's on Mixer. Uh, we are both on Twitter under Still Recording. And if you want some tech reviews and vape reviews, Lazy Tech Tony and Lazy Tony Vapes. And we will see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.